on the um, ostensibly a baseball podcast season seven episode two week two tonight is tuesday january the 12th coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel with me tonight as per usual is sam sam how's it going <clears throat> hey joel i'm doing well i'm coming at you as usual from uh chile brooklyn new york uh my hot take today is that tommy lasorda died this past week uh famous Dodgers manager and uh, <clears throat> the press on him has been really celebratory and unilaterally. And my hot take is Tommy Lasorda was a horrible homophobe and is rotting in hell right now where he belongs. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I read a little bit about that. So. Uh, but I didn't read, I, I didn't go really past the headline. So his son was gay, but he refused to acknowledge that? Is that what happened? His son was gay and died of AIDS, which Tommy Lasorda refused to acknowledge and uh, blocked any sort of generous giving on his son's um, behalf to AIDS organizations. <clears throat> he was also anti the LA Dodgers partnering with any LGBTQ organizations for promotional whatever um yeah and was generally uh like a what the, the like he he kind of just erased his son's homosexual ality post death i you know i didn't know all of this the sort of the the true nastiness of the story but i was saying i I really remember Tommy Lasorda as being sort of a loving figurehead of the Dodgers organization as a as as a child and like being like, Oh, that guy's oh he's a goofy weird manager for the Dodgers and everybody loves Tommy Lasorda. And then he kind of just disappeared. And I think even though I never really knew what it was, I always knew he had done something really terrible. Uh-huh. And I mean, because like for the MLB, like a like super old school conservative for them to think something's bad enough for you to not be you know, held in high esteem, it's like, whoa, that's got to have been something pretty serious because he kind of lost, he seemed to lose some of his shine after, uh, shortly after his retirement. And I'm I'm imagining it probably was that. Yeah. And it makes you think, you know, as he gets older, as he went into retirement and maybe even relative to MLB's culture, how he kind of fell out of favor and they couldn't, you know, couldn't maybe put him front and center in the spotlight. No, for sure. Right. But, you know, fuck that. They've got, you know, what's his name? Coach Schilling out there and Aubrey Huff. Yeah. You know, they can all be bros and hang out together. The MLB is filled with douchebags. Yeah. Don't let anyone be a good state. Uh, also, joining us for the first time in Season 7 in 2021, returning guest Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Welcome to Season 7 for me. That's exciting. I... Really happy to be here. I'm Thomas. I'm coming to you from shit pouring, rainy ass Seattle, which is sounds pretty goddamn cliche, but it's it's been special. It's real rainy right now. 
Um, my hot take is that uh, considering the uh, civil unrest and perhaps global disruption that we're experiencing, that is a week ago tomorrow, the uh, Take Back the Steel march on Washington, where the Capitol building was flooded with wahoos. Contrary to what you might think, it's still safer to not own a gun. Right. <laughs> my thought process being, hey, I'm not going to kill myself because I don't have a gun. Right. I'm less likely to jump off something. I mean, that would work if you got off the tall Anyway, but the other thing is, is that I figure when civil unrest breaks down and society completely crumbles, Seattle will be one of the last to go. And at that point, everybody will be shooting at each other anyway. And I'll just pick up a gun off one of the dead bodies. But Sam has a cleaver. Yeah, I just bought a giant cleaver. <clears throat> I don't think, yeah, cleavers are less perilous or less fat- fatally perilous, yeah. I think. I also, I bought it because, you know, I use it for work. Sure. <laughs> this is not well, like a this is not an end of days purchase. This is just like a regular I need a cleaver, so I'm gonna buy one purchase. <laughs> right. I buy the That's like me going and buying a saw. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Alright, do we wanna do does anybody need like one minute to just rant about the attempted overthrow of the government last week? Do we need to get this off of Uh, I don't know where to go. Yeah, there's a lot there. Something I would say, and I was talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but I was listening to the House hearing on uh, the discussion to pass a resolution to ask Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove uh, Donald Trump the fuck stick from office. And he... And it was like Republican lawmaker after Republican lawmaker standing up and saying that Mike Pence said he wouldn't invoke the 25th Amendment. And so this is just political theater uh, that's going to that is divisive uh, when we should be bringing people together. And these are the same people who last week on the 6th were standing up in the House of Representatives and challenging the results of a free and fair election, which was nothing more than political theater that was extremely divisive to to the nation, um, which inspired people to like ransack the Capitol. So fuck all those people is all I have to say. Yep, fuck those people. It's pretty bizarre that dude hasn't been just like walked out of the building and like shot. It's ridiculous that like Twitter and Facebook had to be like, you guys are not doing anything. So we're going to have to step in and like shut this motherfucker up, you know? And that's the other, that's the other part about that is like, you're seeing about all this shit for like upcoming events that they're planning openly with like huge malicious seals, like badge, like with weapons and stuff like that. It's like, so is this what what's going to happen now when they do this? You know what I mean? Like what's going to happen now when this has happened once and they kind of got away with some shit and now they somebody starts shooting? You know what I mean? Like what's gonna is that going to happen at the inauguration where all of a sudden there's going to be like a fucking shootout between like forty five Trump supporters and like Capitol Hill SWAT team? Is that what it's going to come down to? That's what they fantasize about. That's my whole thing. Like these dudes are like Call of Duty playing motherfuckers who are like, okay, this is the this is the battle that's gonna end the movie that is our lives, the Mel Gibson movie that we're living in. 
I don't know though. I think when I mean, I there's probably a lot of them that have PTSD that are actually like former military, maybe, and that are into that kind of shit. But I would say that the majority of the people that are involved in that movement wouldn't have. I mean, when people start shooting at you, there's like I don't know, like when you watch the you see the video of that woman getting shot on the Capitol. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I didn't watch it. Climbing through the window. He's trying to climb through a window. I mean, they're at the gate, the wall of like the the Senate off, you know, or whatever. Like these, there's major cap, you know, it's and there's Secret Service in there, and they're bashing out a window, and she's trying to climb through the fucking window to get into a restricted area, like after being told multiple times not to come. You know what I mean? Like she was took the step beyond the step, and she got shot, and everybody's like, "Oh fuck!" Like. When they start shooting at you, the whole game changes. I just really, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm a little bit petrified that there are enough of those folks to be, you know, to make it into a thing where, it, I don't know, there's there's so well, much potential for it to just turn into a horrible, horrible thing. I mean, I guess 40, I mean, 40 people dying would be a horrible, horrible thing, you know, unless they're a bunch of Trump supporters. And then I'd be like, oh, well, they had it coming. <laughs> I think that, but, like, it's, it's really, like... The thing that's it's really important to impeach Trump right now, and it's important that the FBI tracks down every single one of those people who was in the Capitol building and charge them with like the most extreme charges that they possibly can. Right. Because like it it has to be like this is gonna just escalate. Like this has been escalating since whatever Tiki Torch March. Like People were trying to run a Biden bus off the road in Texas. Like, this shit is just going to keep getting worse if there are no, like, consequences. I guess that's what I'm kind of where I'm coming from with the, like, when somebody gets shot, that's like a real life consequence. And right. all of a sudden people are like, oh, shit, maybe this isn't what we wanted. You know, and I think, like, the majority of the people standing on that Capitol, you know, on the steps leading up to the Capitol. And, you know, I don't, it seems like there was probably only a couple hundred at the most that actually went inside the building. So, you know what I mean? Like, like the, the thousands of people that are standing out on the rotunda, we took the Capitol, you know, like, and it's all symbolic. It's like, a, they're not going to go somewhere where somebody's yeah. going to shoot them. Yeah. Well, right. we'll see. Fuck those people. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah. I think that it's, I don't know. I think that it's just important that it's done to the fullest extent of the law. Because it's like, what those, people, what those people want is to start a civil war. And so they're like, trying to and trying to make that happen you know what i mean yeah. like and so and like I, they just all need to go to jail yeah it's insurrection and it should be charged as such and i think right. like the politicians that supported it should be yeah rooted out and and made to bear to bear i mean like josh hall like you know like the, the people that incited or encouraged it are like you need to you need to be that's insurrection. That's part of the, the, it's in the fucking constitution. If we have these things, when are we get, you know, it's like this whole emulence thing the whole time with Trump. I'm like, we have all these protections, but they're not going to do anything if we don't actually fucking use them. Right. Um, right. And another thing that keeps bothering me is that like all of these people, Joe Biden included, is like, this isn't who we are as a country. And this is like an extremist group. And it's like, no, it's not. This is like mainstream Republican Party right now. And people yeah. need to stop being like, oh, no, this isn't who we are. Because that's just like not addressing the problem. The problem being that this is, in fact, like a very large percentage of the population of the United States. 
Yeah. Well, I want to take this opportunity to reintroduce myself. My name's Joel. I'm coming from Champaign, Illinois. Um, my hot take I wanted to bring up now because uh, this afternoon, the CIA declassified more than 2 million pages of UFO documents. Sick. <laughs> and I was just, just like thinking about who in the CIA was like, you know what we should do right now? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's really paying attention to what we're doing. Yeah. Let's do this now. Oh, shit, we had that thing we were going to release when nobody was paying attention. This would be a good time. <laughs> they, they were just sitting around getting high and being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that just made me super happy. And, um, you know, you know, Sam, I've talked to you a little bit because I've been reading up on the QAnon guys. And... They're barking up the wrong tree, man. You know? Right. Like, if you're going to get into the conspiracy theories, get into the the fun, not murder conspiracy theories, because they're out there. Yeah, murder and child rape. Yeah, yeah. Why you got to make it no fun, you guys? <laughs> it's because they're, they they're disturbed and they have issues. Right, and they're deeply anti-Semitic. <laughs> sure. Right. I don't know. I was just like, man... There's cool shit going on. UFO documents. We got to read up on those reports and maybe we'll do like the top of the game. Yeah, I was looking a little. It's, they're still highly redacted. No, that's uh, stupid. But there's some good shit in there. Mostly they don't know what's going on. The Air Force has no idea what's going on either, which is cool. Yeah. We're all going to All right. I want to give a shout out to everybody who's been listening to this podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, we did two episodes last week, talked about 2021. This will be our year. Also, uh, Sam taught us about the history of caviar, which I thought was cool. I'm not uh, sure how I feel about this cross-promotional top, top of the crock. Hey! <laughs> hey, it's all... Listen, you guys. <laughs> the top of the crock. I mean, it's the... You know, it's it's the, the top different of the, show. Top of the up network. It's the network <laughs> right. podcast. <laughs> Exactly. Media Empire, Tom. Yeah, Look out, know. Oprah. <laughs> uh, everybody who listened to us, Columbus, Ohio, which I think, I don't know, Frankenstein. Shout out to Frankenstein's family in Columbus, Ohio. Bend, Oregon, Champaign, Illinois, San Jose, Seattle, Portland, Oregon, San Antonio, Texas. That's Portland. probably Tim Duncan. Oh, I so fucking hope so. Okay. I'm a big Tim Duncan fan. Thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple iTunes. All right. So let's talk sports. Not well, baseball, though. Football. Sam? All right. <clears throat> We're going to start off in the NFL because that's the playoffs are happening. Uh, the NFL Wild Card Weekend happened. Joel's Super Bowl pick is no longer good as the Seattle Seahawks lost at home to the LA Rams 30-20. to However, Sam's pick is still good because Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won against the Washington football team, which was probably the easiest bet in, in the playoffs. <laughs> um, and now go on to play against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints in the Old Man Bowl. 
Question, is the old man bowl enough to make us care about the stupid NFL? Probably not. Yeah, not me. Seahawks uh, lost. I'm, I don't care anymore. Seahawks look like shit on Sunday. They were stunk. Actually, no, that's not true. I, I like the Bills. I'd, I'd like to root for the Bills. That was the other half of Joel's Super Bowl tip pick. Yep, yep. I think we gotta get on that Bills bandwagon. There was, I mean, I, I watched more NFL football than I felt comfortable watching. Uh, the Bears Saints game was also real bad. I mean, the Saints kind of pulled away and made it look super lopsided at the end. I think it was twenty eight to nine or something like that but like the saints did not look good i i actually i like even though they're the road team i like tampa bay's chances going into new orleans there uh bills at kansas city that could be the big game um that'll be fun yeah i thought baltimore was playing the bills no I'm pretty sure it's Bills at Kansas City. No, you're right. That, it's Baltimore at the Bills. Right, Baltimore it's at Bills. Cleveland at Kansas City. Oh, that's too bad. I was going to say, like, I, got, I, was, I was happy to see Cleveland beat Pittsburgh. They did. Yeah, kick the shit out of Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh kind of shat themselves, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah, that was one where the opening uh, snap went over Ben Roethlisberger's head and it was a Cleveland touchdown. <laughs> I turned it on and it was 21 nothing. I turned it on and it was like, does that say 21 to nothing? And I was like, dang, Pittsburgh's killing them. And I was sitting there and I was like, wait a second. Pittsburgh isn't, doesn't have the 21. Cleveland has the 21. And then I was like, that's really wild. But I was at my friend's house, went home to watch the second half and of course Pittsburgh came back. I thought, oh, here comes the jinx. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't. It got stressful there at the end. Here's the funny thing about that. So, People gave uh, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster a lot of shit for saying, oh, it's the same old Cleveland Browns, and they make fun of him for being a TikTok star. And Sam, you'll get a kick out of this. I jumped on the Twitter, and fucking O.J. Simpson was roasting Juju Smith-Schuster on Twitter. And Wait, what? But, but does O.J. have him on his fantasy team? Is that what's going on? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> was he talking shit about him? Because he only talks about his fantasy team. He was talking okay, shit he about him. <laughs> he only gets on Twitter and talks about fantasy, his fantasy football team. And then he's just like a dude talking about fantasy football, which is like <laughs> nobody wants to fucking hear, even people that play fantasy football. But he's just like, I'm so freaking like blind to how people view me. I'm just going to talk about my fantasy football team, and you're going to be excited about it or something. I don't know. Maybe people I know. No, you're absolutely right. But, you were but that has to be – he had to have been on his team, and he, did, like, didn't show up down the line or something like that. He's pissed about it. <laughs> right. Right. O.J. Simpson just thinks that everybody sees him as some regular guy yeah. hanging out talking about fantasy football, which nobody likes anyway, and then it's O.J. Simpson doing it. Everybody's just waiting for him to like accidentally admit he killed his wife, you know. Right. Maybe he'll say something stupid. <laughs> you know he will. That's the thing, he probably will. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, fuck the NFL. Fuck the NFL, that's all I got. Go Bills. I don't know. I don't know who else I'm rooting for. Yeah, the, this Cleveland, uh, this Saints Bucks game is like a it's like a legacy game, except for it's like still a playoff game. Yeah. 
the thing that the Saints were doing, which Wait. was weird, is that they were switching quarterbacks. Um, Sean Hill. Well, uh, Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Yeah, they were putting Taysom Hill in about like a third of the snaps, which I thought was weird. Now, I don't know well, if they've he played been... a lot during when he's been playing a lot. I think they kind of use him all the time. He does. He gives them some other option, and then they, you know, do something with Breeze. I don't know. Yeah, and then well, what they'll do, they'll have Taysom Hill in that quarterback. Breeze will take like a couple plays off. Then they'll move uh, Breeze in and switch Taysom Hill to like tight end. It's weird. Um, yeah. Anyway. Fuck the NFL, but the NFL. that's my take on that. Well, how about we talk about college football? Yeah, right. Uh, it's college the football. Let me do this one. College football season came to a merciful conclusion last week as the Alabama Crimson Tide defeated the Ohio State Buckeyes 52-24. to This has made a lot of college football fans mad as they wonder why the hell they were forced to watch this entire season and risk the health and safety of the players if the conclusions were foregone anyway. Alabama fans didn't seem to mind, though, as footage showed them partying maskless in the streets of Tuscaloosa all night long. Question. Who cares? Doesn't count, anyway. Right. Not a real season. Not a real season doesn't count. Not a real season doesn't count. I don't remember the Dodgers winning the World Series. Right. None of this counts. None of 2020, 2021 counts. Yep. That was so fucking stupid. I don't know. Also, that wasn't last week. That was yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. Did I say last? Yeah. No, it was yesterday. You're right. Nobody. Track of reality. (laughs) Every day feels like a fucking week these days. Um, Let me just say, I'm reading this right now. Alabama's win over Ohio State drew an audience of 18.7 million viewers, the lowest for any national championship game since 1998. Jeez. Because, because, I mean, A, people are watching less TV, right? That's across all sports. But B, nobody wants to fucking watch Alabama, Ohio State again. Right. (laughs) Well, in Ohio State with that had... Played only like seven games or something. Yeah, I stayed only right. played seven. Games well, and also, weren't they like banned from bowl games for a while? They were. They're past that. Right. The, the the what happened this year was that the Big Ten, in the middle of the season, their conference, the Big Ten, changed their rules so that Ohio State could qualify as their champion. Huh. <laughs> I think it's, they, I just like the idea that Ohio State they were banned and then they came back and they finally were like back in the national championship game and then they got their fucking asses handed to them and nobody watched. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's better if nobody watches you get your ass handed to you. Fuck you, yeah. Buckeyes. <clears throat> yeah, it's a boring ass matchup. Yep. And here's the thing, and then we can move on. It's going to be the same. I mean, everybody's been complaining. Oh, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. You look at their teams and how stacked they are and their recruiting statistics, it's going to be like those teams plus Oklahoma and Georgia. Well, also, like it seems like there should be a antitrust breakup of the SEC or something because it just yeah, – like if you're a top – high school football recruit, I don't see why you go anywhere other than Alabama or Clemson or LSU. You know what I mean? Right. Like, 
Yeah, if you're getting an offer from one, one of those schools, you should go. Right, because yep. it's like that's your best chance of making it to the NFL, hands down, you know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's actually Alabama, it's actually Alabama, Ohio State right now. If, if the trends continue, you're going to have those two teams basically become like, it, it'll be basically you'll have two AAA teams and everybody else will be double A. Right. So you know? why even bother with a playoff? Sure, just do it. Just have them play each other each year. It'll be like right. WWE. Yeah. Well, this is kind of like the beginning of our steampunk novel anyway, Joel, so we should probably not be rooting against it. Yeah. <laughs> this, plus, this plus the right-wing militia storming together. Right, exactly. It's all coming together. Yeah, so so to hell with college football, go Ducks. Hell with the NFL, fuck college football. Yeah. Let's talk about baseball. Let's talk about baseball, damn it. It's January. We got so wait about. a second, though. Let yeah. me just interject with this really quick. At this point, it looks like we're going to start pitchers and catchers report mid-February, first games late February, early March. They're going to do spring training as normal and then open the season as normal. That's how it's scheduled to go at this point. Yeah, just the question. That is my understanding, Sam. I, I don't know if you got the same info I've gotten. My the whole thing that I've gotten is that they don't know the status of fans. And right. I, yeah, there's been no indication otherwise, but there's still like a collective bargaining agreement that has to be reached. Yeah, I think. that's what I thought. So, um, but as of right now, there's no indication to think that it would not start on time. Oh, man, that'd be so exciting. Gosh. I know, it'd be nice. Man, right, and, you know, you, you would think that they'd be able to start the game. The, the You know, like, they're having uh, fans at this Bills game in Buffalo. Right. And they're... Yeah, uh, yeah they, had, they had fans at some of the games this weekend. Right, and they had fans in Texas last year for the playoffs for MLB. So... You'd have to think that they're going to have at least some fans in the stands at the start of the season with that number just increasing as the season goes on and more people get vaccinated. What they're so doing they, in, they had fans at the college football championship, but that's because college football doesn't give a right, shit. They don't care. Dude, if they sold, oh my God, if they were selling like, oh man, that would be so cool. If you could go to a baseball game and they were only allowing like 10,000 people in there. Right. So right. then we could go just sit, you could just like all sit in the lower deck. Basically, you could all sit any kind of anywhere in the, or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, they only have a certain part of the stadium open or something. Well, I know I'm a White Sox fan, but think about it. That's, like, every Monday through Thursday game. I, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm I mean, like, that's what I'm getting at. It's actually better for me for, like, as a fan of the Mariners. Like, there's not going to there, there, it's not going to be a sought-after ticket. It's going to be a $15 ticket like it regularly is. There's just not going to be anybody there because there's not allowed to be anybody there. So I right. know I, I will get annoyed at those stupid games where a lot of people show up. Yeah. Right. And, like, all Probably of these teams that have low attendance can be, like, the like the Orioles will be selling out, quote-unquote, selling out every night. <laughs> selling out their 6,000 tickets yeah, every night. exactly. <laughs> Like, they weren't going to sell more than 6,000 tickets anyway, but now it's a sellout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. But I would love to go to a game like that if I could. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I could really hear my heckling. What they're, what they're doing in Buffalo for this playoff game is everybody is getting a rapid test before they are allowed to go in. Whoa. So, 
Does a rapid test have a, that kind of efficacy? Rapid right test, word? you get the Use results the in like 15 minutes, uh, and it has a higher uh, rate of a false positive, but the, there's very low rates of false negative, negatives, hmm. negatives, I think. So... Um, yeah, so if somebody's like, you're, you're positive, you can't be like, no, I'm not. You guys have false positives all the time. It's like, no, you just got to go home. You go, okay, I'll <laughs> no, go home. Right, yeah, no, they do. There are false positives, but if you test positive, you just don't get to go. If you test yeah, positive, no, they're like, go get a real test. Yeah, and come back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk baseball real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. The New York Mets. I love talking about the New York Mets. Yeah, Made, I know. Made one of the few big moves of the offseason, acquiring shortstop Francisco Lindor and pitcher Carlos Carrasco from the Cleveland Indians in exchange for uh, Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez, Josh Wolf, and Isaiah Green. Mets fans seem pretty excited about this for many reasons, including the fact that owner Steve Cohen is willing to open up his checkbook by taking on Lindor's $17.5 million salary, Lindor, I believe, is going to be a free agent after this year. And Krasko's uh, $13.5 million salary, I believe. That's $13.5 per year for the next two years. So, Mets are making big moves. Last week, we talked about the Padres making big moves. So, question, are we headed for that extra rare all-National League Mets-Padres World Series in 2021? <laughs> yes. I'm going. Yes. I'm going on the record, calling Mets Padres World Series 2021. It's going to happen because the entire American League is going to die from COVID during the right. season. <laughs> well, they all they're they're going to have enough positive. They're going to have enough. They're they're all going to get infected and have like lose half their team for. Right. It'll be Mets Astros, but the Astros will like disqualify because of COVID, it's, and the Padres get to be like the like. Yeah, we'll just send the Padres. They're the best, next best team. <laughs> yeah. All like of the American League American. teams are gonna die from COVID, except for the the Baltimore Orioles, and people are gonna be like, "No, you still can't play in the World Series because <laughs> that would just be embarrassing." Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to dishonor the American League like that, do you? <laughs> Man, you've really been shitting on the Baltimore Orioles tonight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well. Kind of, they're used to it. <laughs> it's pretty easy these days. It's always been easy to shit on the Orioles. But seriously, though, this is a good get for the Mets. Um, yeah. And really kind of puts them up, pushes them into like challenging the Braves sort of scenario. Uh, and they could really, if they sign a free agent that could kind of put them over the top potentially um i mean the, the nl east is tough man the braves are good the nationals are gonna be i think good again you know what i mean like because i think that i don't know the, the east is good I, I think it's i think it's a bold move i don't know if it puts them over the top because i don't know how much left carlos carrasco could have but i, I don't think wrong. that the i don't think that the nl east is that good i think the braves are good and everybody else is like not Mediocre. good like the phillies are not good and the nationals are not good nationals um, could be, if, if strasburg and scherzer are both in your starting rotation 
you know, they still got Trey Turner and they still got Juan Soto, who's one of the best baseball players in the game. You know, right. They're, they're still, there's, they, they've still got some, two, some pieces that could be competitive. I don't know. I mean, you might be right. I'm not sure as like, as far as overall, but I think, and I think even the Phillies could get going. So I don't know. I disagree. I think the NL East is a, a pretty tough division. So I think it's a difficult time for the Mets to be going for it. I feel like they're kind of on the tail end of something. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, hope, I hope I'm wrong. I, I think that every year we say the NL East is going to be good this year. And then like every year, it's the not. NL East is not good. <laughs> like, you know, the Phillies, like they're supposed to be good. They're not good. You know, the Nationals, they won the World Series, but they were not a good team during the regular season. Like they, they like, like barely made it into the playoffs and then went on a run. Like it's, they're not a good team. They just went on a run. And yeah. I, I think mean, that's that, all it takes, but I think that you know, know I, I, I'm I, done. I, I, I'm not buying in anymore. Okay, I, I, I can trust that. I can I can understand the once bitten twice shy kind of feeling of it because yeah, it does it does seem like everybody thinks the NL East is going to be good and it often underwhelms. Yeah, I think Nationals will be better than they were last year. Um, I think so I agree. Wait, sorry, just to interject. Like the NL East, I'm saying it is pretty good. The NL West has the Dodgers and the Padres, which are like are like the best two big teams in the loop by like what the war says. Right now, probably, yeah. Yeah. So and so like and the national, you know, the Giants. The NL Central is gonna suck. What the Central's gonna? That's what I was just gonna say. Is that the Central's like who's left the Central? The Cubs are selling off. The Cardinals are ancient and racist. Like <laughs> the fucking Reds. Like who's gonna? Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Brewers somehow like cobbled together like a booze aided venture <laughs> down that fucking slide. I don't know what the hell. Somebody, somebody on the internet was like, the Dodgers could beat the All Star team from the NL Central. I think that <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> Joey Votto probably makes that team. Right, yo, definitely. Joey Votto definitely makes that team. And now he's not really that good. <laughs> right. Um, I agree. Uh, Braves, I think the Mets are the uh, second best. Don't sleep on the fish, man. The fish made the playoffs last year. That's true, right? right but last year wasn't, last year. that didn't count. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, yes, this is going to be great. This is going to be the best podcasting in the post-2020 world because you're always going to be able to be like, yeah, but that year didn't count. But it didn't count. Like, it didn't count. Nobody cares. The the Marlins didn't even play the full season. Like, give me a break. <laughs> they were only one game shy of Red uh, They played. The, they were not the Cardinals, but yeah, all those damn double seven inning double headers. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, right, 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 right. It's ridiculous. It wasn't a real season. Nothing about that season was real. That wasn't even baseball. That was like American. That was like. Town team American old cricket. man softball, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like wiffle ball. Yeah, it's like, wiffle, it's like oh, we're getting tired. We're just gonna call the game, you know? Oh, we <laughs> lost the ball. Game over, you know? <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys see the wiffle ball World Series? No, is that a real thing? Yeah, it had a huge like. Well, I don't know. It was a it was a viral tweet thing. I think probably maybe that I, I just saw, but it was like, yeah, these kids broadcast basically like a some kind of round robin tournament with like three teams, four teams, I guess, 
and then had the wiffle ball world series but they had it all set up and they had some guy doing play-by-play and it was actually really entertaining like i watched part of it but then i was like this is like a bunch of 16 year olds in like rural wisconsin and i'm just sitting there watching them play that's awesome it's like you'll have to share that with us I, that's right up my alley right now um i, I know we got to wrap this up but i want to i want to we agreed the Mets made a good move here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I mean, Francisco Lindor's, he's, he's for real. Dead, yeah, he's 27, all still. He's only 27? He's only 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, he's, he, he's great. I mean, and, yeah. And I think either way, the, the both of them are like the kind of players you want on your team, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So if you he can, is, like... I think it's a good move, especially if they can now sign him long term. I bet that's their plan. Yeah, I bet that. Which it should that should be their plan. Like he's the sort of player that, like, if you're looking to like reinvent your franchise, Francisco Lindor, especially for Queens, he's the guy that you want to do that around. You know, like he's just he's like super charismatic. He's Latino and. He, he's fucking, good. He's fucking yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let me talk about my Chicago White Sox for about 30 seconds. Because the other flip side of this is that the fucking Cleveland is, is you know, having a fire sale, apparently. Which yeah. I feel like they're always doing, and yet they always find a way to win 83 games. Um White Sox picked up Liam Hendricks from the Oakland Athletics, signed to a four-year, $54 million deal. And White Sox Twitter was ecstatic about it. I am glad we're doing something, but I was like, did we have, I don't know. Okay, good. This is fine. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess, but I'm not like, I don't have a big hold on about this like a lot of folks seem to. I think it's a good move, man. I think that's the I, I Liam Hendricks kind of drives me crazy, but he's fucking good. He's got, got serious shit going on, so I think it's a good move for your baseball team. I, I think I, I think it's good. Yeah, Central. I think the Indians might have seen the seen the writing on the wall and been like, you know what? Let's just fold this up and see what we can get. So I don't know what deal Jose Ramirez is on, but at this point, like their team is all young guys. They're all redeveloping right now. I think that, uh, I think that, I don't know. I think that you get any relief pitcher from the Oakland Athletics or any pitcher from the Athletics or the Mariners, it's like a buyer's beware sort of scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would would say that Liam Hendricks is going to have Tommy John surgery before the All-Star break this year. (laughs) You heard it here. Yeah, and he's going to have like a 7 ERA when he does. Right. Uh, that's what I'm afraid of. And it's a closer, too. A closer is just a guy who's not good enough to start. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad we're doing well, something. I mean, the Mets got Eddie Diaz out of that trade. He's been good, hasn't he? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right all right what are we missing did we forget anything in the last hot takes oh wait what was sam's world uh, super bowl pick it was the it was uh the bucks, Tampa Bay. Bucks, 
Bucks Bills. Yeah. My I don't know if you listened to the podcast last week, but the my whole thing is that Tom Brady has beaten the Bills more than any yeah. one quarterback has beaten any one team ever. And so I heard it, and that was actually what made me interested in that matchup. I was like, oh, that would actually be an interesting yeah. matchup. So I am not mad at Tampa. I, and you know, so I'm kind of not I, mad at, like, at TB, T- Tampa Bay or Tom Brady taking them back. To, like with a new team, he'd just be like, dude, that, that I fucking, I'm so sick of that dude getting everything <laughs> in life. But for some reason, I'm kind of pulling for him to get this thing too. I'm like, you know what? That'd be kind of, that would be a pretty fucking baller move, dude. I got to say. Uh, yeah, I think it would be good, and I well, I just think that that matchup would be the most interesting matchup that the NFL could come up with because it would be like a, you know, a redemption. It would be either like the Bills getting their various, uh, you know, whatever off their back, being Tom Brady, and then also just losing so many Super Bowls, or it's just Tom Brady like owns the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too, and the Bills losing. Like, and the Bills can't win the Super Bowl. So exactly. it's, like, <laughs> it's it's a win win for me either way. I think. Yeah, that's a. I think that's a pretty fun matchup. I get, like wait. So who's left? Green Bay, New Orleans. Oh, I think the I think the Rams are a good team. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It's L.A. Rams at Green Bay in the other NFC matchup. Oh man, yeah. Who knows? Uh, and then Cleveland can uh, NFL. We don't care about the NFL. Right? But the NFL. All my homies hate the NFL. Um, uh, Trump tried to give Bill Belichick the presidential medal. Oh, and yeah. he refused. You know what? Actually, I want to touch on that because that is the that should have been the lead, dude. Finally, one of these fucking piece of shits is like, you know what? I don't actually think I should get that award or fucking. <laughs> Like, I maybe think he should get it still, but, like, seriously, you're giving Rush Limbaugh the fucking medal? What? Like, this, these honors are supposed to be reserved for people who, like, do extraordinary feats of good for other people. But, like, fucking this, oh, my God, Bill Belichick? Like, <laughs> what? Like, being the stupidest motherfucker in a sweatshirt? God damn it. I was so, I was like, and him, for him to refuse it. Although he probably just did it because it would be politically pretty ugly. I mean, Ellen, Ellen got one. And if Ellen gets one, then Bill Belichick can have one. But <clears throat> I think that it's, I don't know if you guys read his statement where he was, where he like turned it down, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't read the whole statement. It was like he was he was honored, blah blah blah. But in light of recent events, he, I don't know. Sam, he he basically was like, I you know, I recognize what it like what this thing means, and I you know, over the past year and the discussions in the clubhouse, one of the most proud like moments of my career has been like our involvement in the the movement against racial injustice and mm. in like the spirit of that I can't in good conscience accept this award from Donald Trump. So it was pretty good I thought. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, good yeah. yeah, even better. Good job Bill Belichick. Just, You're all right. He should just he should have just scrawled and crammed like tell Putin to give us back that Super Bowl read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to, you know, uh, like it's also important to keep in mind that Bill Belichick wrote a letter to Donald Trump about what a great champion he was the day before the election in 2016. So like, right. you know, there's a lot of like making up ground here. You know what I mean? Like Bill so Belichick is not 
Yeah, Bill yeah. Belichick's like not a great dude, but he did the right thing in this instance, yeah. and like his statement about it was pretty good. Yeah, good job. Uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, hey, thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. If you like what you hear, give us a subscription, a rating, and a review on Apple iTunes. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and or Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. We also got Instagram and Facebook, Dump on the Ump. For Sam and Thomas, my name is Joel. Thank you so much. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Oh,